0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana and Houston, Texas His message circles the globe His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Bible Study. And of course, I am your pastor, R.C. Blakes, Jr., and I'm so excited today to be able to share the Word of God with you once again. Now, we started talking in our last uh, Bible study together. We started talking about, you know, royal consciousness and, you know, learning how kings and queens move. And, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I'm big on... Consciousness, King consciousness, Queen consciousness, and sometimes I get pushed back from certain certain people uh, in the world and even in the body of Christ that say, "Well, you know, what's all this talk about kings and queens?" Well, we are the sons and daughters of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and so the last time I checked, if you are the offspring of royalty. Um, you are inherently royalty and so it's one thing to be in the position but it's quite another thing to actually possess the disposition and so I want to kind of um, begin to help us to reimagine ourselves reimagine who we are reimagine what our capacity is Um, you know reimagine what you know your potential is and so i want to talk today in this lesson about how kings using that term generically referring to females and males kings move intentionally kings are not random kings are not um you know shoot from the hip type people kings move intentionally, not only do kings move silently, you know, not only do kings make their plans in silence and execute in silence, but kings move generally, move intentionally. Why is it that, why, why are kings so intentional? Kings are extremely intentional because everything rides on the decisions and the execution of the king. You see, common people can um, do what they do, it can work or not work, and it doesn't really affect anything. But when kings make decisions and when kings make moves, the whole realm is impacted by it. A man thinks differently when he has a wife and a family and he's planning for a future. He thinks differently than he thought when he was uh, just a single guy out here with no consequences for folly and foolishness. When a man has a realm that he's responsible for, he does not move randomly, he moves intentionally. And so it is with kings, you know, kings make plans, Kings execute their plans. Kings will have um, a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, maybe a D, E, and an F, because kings are very intentional. One of the things I've learned about people who win in life, consistently win in life, it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. People who win in life consistently, consistently win in life because they intend to win. That's the difference between a person that can win, you know, what is it, the Powerball or whatever the the thing is um, that people play to, to the lottery, that's what it's called. They win that money and then you hear three, four, five years later, if that long, that now they're broke. They, they won $20 million, $40 million, and now they're broke. And you, you catch another person who didn't just happen upon this, but they've learned the principles and the process, and they're intentional, and and they'll they can do the process over and over and over and over again in terms of becoming wealthy or or you know creating millions of dollars. It's because when you're really conscious You become intentional. You're not you're not so much a person that's in the miracle. I need a miracle line. All of us do at some points in time. We all do need miracles. It brings us to the feet of God, to the foot of the cross, brings us to Jesus Christ. But when you are really king conscious, you're not you're not the person that's always in the I need a miracle line because kings apply themselves to knowledge. And they apply that knowledge intentionally for specific outcomes. And so kings are more drawn to principles than they are to miracles. And see, when you just just that what I just said, you can separate, you know, all of society. You can you can you can isolate the the, the royal conscious people by identifying those who are given to instruction and the learning and the application of principles versus that group that's always praying for a miracle. And then they get a miracle and then they go out and they continue to do the same uh, foolish things they always did and then they come back, they need another miracle. They're not intentional, but kings are intentional. And because kings are intentional, Kings don't even view, kings don't even view failure as failure. Kings view failure as education. Wow. Because kings always fail forward. They learn from what they just went through and they intentionally use the lessons to push them forward. So let's talk about how kings move intentionally. Number one, kings move within teams, not as individuals. Kings move within the constructs of a team, not as an individual. The destruction of average people is their inability to formulate teams you know we're presently as I'm teaching this lesson we're we're getting ready to re-enter the sanctuaries and reimagining what church is going to be and how it's going to function and as as always you will have some in the church who don't want to function as a team I've always seen it. And and even now, as we begin to come back together, I'm going to just pay very close attention to those who do not play well with others. Kings make their moves within teams. They're not like average people who lack the ability or the wisdom to formulate teams and to function within them when they're privileged to have a team. Now the reason the New Testament church, when you think about it, um, the reason the New Testament church dominated the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ was because they had all things in common. They had, the church had a synergy, There, there were no big U's and little eyes, or big eyes and little U's. Uh, they didn't have the power struggle. They didn't have the different, uh, necessarily, the titles apart from the five-fold ministry leaders of apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They had, the Bible said, they had all things in common. They shared all of their wealth. They shared all of their gifts. They function for the same purpose and same vision, and they all work together. The first mark of a dominion, dominion mindset is the value for and the understanding of a team concept. See, if you can't function within a team on your job, you're not going to go very far. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are some of you who are overqualified for certain positions. You know, you, you are so well educated. You have the tenure, you have the experience. You even have the ability. You just don't have the mindset. You have everything it takes to fill the position but you lack the disposition. Because you do not want to function within the team. You want to function as a solo artist. And so you are not healthy for the culture of the company. And you are certainly not equipped to advance the company. So the company has to leave you relegated to a certain task that does not necessitate your functioning as much within the constructs of a team because relationships kings understand this are fundamental to dominion you got to have relationships you got to have relationships and so see if 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 you're a person that brings all of your personal feelings into um into a, a corporate structure or an organizational structure, and you're not able to work with people who are qualified to do the job, but somehow you know your your little disposition doesn't match theirs. If you can't put that stuff aside and function within the the team, you're not royal conscious. You don't have a king or queen or queen consciousness, because the Bible says in in Ecclesiastes four nine through 12, the Bible says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up again. If two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Kings understand the necessity of others. So kings are not in the business of, you know, destroying chemistry, dismissing people. Kings become very diplomatic. They learn how to even take their enemies, if their enemies, well, not let's not say enemies, they, they take people that uh, may not be the, the most um, amicable. Maybe they're not the easiest to get along with. You know what I mean? Maybe they, they're a little cantankerous, but they have a certain gifting. Kings learn how to work with them, that they can, you know, deposit their gifting into the process. Kings are not short-sighted. They are looking at the long-term vision. How is your vision? How do you see, how do you, how do you manage your relationships? How do you, how do you handle that? Are you, are are, are you emptying your cupboard of all people because of personal idiosyncrasies that you have that may not gel with them? And are you sacrificing the overall future? for some momentary, um, you know, disagreement. The difference between a king and an egotist is that kings understand roles and only desire progress. Kings don't need credit. How many people in church will do it? They will do the job if the pastor sees them, and if the pastor gives them credit. If if it's within a team structure and no, no one specifically is going to get the credit, but you know the progress is going to be made, they come up short. But if they can if they can be a solo act and and get all of the credit, they'll show up for the task. You're not a king. Listen to what the Bible says um, in first Samuel 18, five through eight. Uh, you and I've read this a million times, but the Bible says, and David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine. That the women came out of all cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets and with joy and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed unto David 10,000s. And to me, they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? David was fighting for Saul. But Saul, even though he had the position of king, he had an inferior disposition. Saul got jealous because the people were singing the praises of David and the people said, David is slain 10,000. Saul is slain thousands. And Saul got angry about that. And from that day forward, Saul sought to kill David. Because he lacked the disposition of a king. Kings work within the constructs of a team. On a team, you're going to always have players that specialize in. In doing something that you can't do. Are you going to kill them? Because they, they can do something you can't do. Or, or are you going to function within the constructs of the team God gave you? You know, as a man, you know, we, we've been taught this toxic masculinity piece. And we believe that because I'm the man, I should handle the money. Now, you you know. You can't even count your toes without starting over again. And here you walking around talking you're about you're going to handle the money, and, and you married an accountant. But somebody taught you in a barbershop that, you know, if you if you let your woman handle the money, you're not the man. You're a fool if you if you got a woman that can handle that money properly and you don't let her handle it. Because. When the family wins, we win. It doesn't matter who the play goes through. We all get rings. When a team wins the Super Bowl, uh, the ball boys get rings, the, 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 the laundry people get rings. Everybody in the organization gets rings because kings understand the concept of the team. Number two, kings are not intimidated by the abilities of their team kind of leading out of what I just said. Kings are not intimidated by the abilities of their team. A person with a king's mindset, royal consciousness, is secure within his or her own right. They are are never intimidated by another person's gift or gifts. If if you are intimidated by your own team, you'll fight against what's fighting for you. Kings don't despise their allies. you you, you you're jealous of your, you know, he made a touchdown and we're leading, the team is winning, and you're sitting there and you're angry because he caught a touchdown and I haven't caught one yet? Well, last time I checked, your, your role on the, on the team is offensive lineman. Y'all don't catch touchdowns. Y'all block so the quarterback can have time. The running back can have time to find his holes. Y'all make holes for the running back. Y'all keep him off the quarterback so he can throw the ball so the receiver can catch. It's all one team but kings are not intimidated by the abilities of their teammates. Now, going back to King Saul, he had the position of the king, but he lacked the psychology. And and what happened was God gave to Saul David for the advancement of his kingdom But Saul wanted to kill David because David had more victories. But God gave David to Saul as a gift to advance the vision of Saul. But Saul wants to kill David because David had more victories in the name of Saul. Jealousy of one's team is the self-destruction of your vision. Kings never walk in jealousy. I'd say to people all the time, I am not competing with anyone but myself. I compete with the man in the mirror. This guy right here, that's the guy I'm competing with. I'm competing with the vision that God has put in my heart. The perspective of a preferred future. I'm not looking outside, getting jealous of my brothers and my sisters who are doing great things over here and great things over there. I'm running behind the guy that I see in my spirit. There's no room in my heart for jealousy. Proverbs 14 and 30 says. A calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body, but envy, jealousy, and wrath are, the, are like rottenness of the bones. Kings are not intimidated by their own team. They, the gifts of those that are on their team, they celebrate the gifts of everyone Listen to what the Bible says in 1 in, uh, Corinthians 12, 12 through 18 it says, for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body, being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Hmm. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing, where would the hearing come from? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now if God set the members, every one of them in the body as it hath pleased Him, God has not given to any of us, no one individual, everything. We all need a team. We all need a team. It reminds me of a story that my father used to tell about a man, uh, two, two friends actually. One, um, one's legs did not, he, he was lame in his legs. His legs just did not work for whatever reason. The other friend was blind but his legs worked and they were both standing on the corner. And um, they actually befriended one another right there on that corner in, in uh, New York City in the middle of drive time. And the blind man said, man, I can't see my way across this street. And the lame man said, man, I can, I can see, but I can't walk. I wish I could, I, I wish I had legs to walk. So they, they stood there for a minute, and then uh, finally the blind man said, well, since I can see, or since I can walk, and you can't see, why don't you climb up on my back You be my eyes and I'll be your legs. And together we will make it from one side to the other. And so they did. And because one did not hate on the other's abilities, didn't get intimidated or jealous by the other's abilities, but embraced those abilities and brought his own contribution to the connection of the covenant, They both succeeded together. Do you not know this is how God intends for kingdoms to rise? Never on the the back of an individual. Never by one personality, but a collection, a symphony of abilities and gifts, each respecting the other, like the, the original church, having all things in common, sharing together with a king consciousness, with a royal consciousness, the big picture. And then number three, and finally, kings are only focused on advancement. Kings, and I know I've kind of alluded to all of these points inside of each, but kings are only focused on advancement. I don't care, I don't care who does it? I just want us, I just want us to move forward. I don't care who uh the, the TV camera interviews, I just want us to win the game. I don't care that it's my wife's gifts or my wife's abilities that God uses to expand what He's given me around the world, and that is who God is using, my wife. I don't care about that. All I care about is advancement. If you're worried about accolades, you're peasant conscious. Peasants worry about accolades. Kings are not concerned about accolades, recognition. Kings are only concerned about advancement. Listen to what Proverbs 21 and five says. The thoughts of the diligent Tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty, only to want. When your mindset is on a certain level, you can only focus and think about certain things. Kings only focus on advancement. Don't care who, don't care how, as long as it's within the will of God, it edifies others. Let's make it happen. Come on now. God has already shown me that there's some things God showed me that won't be accomplished by my hands specifically. But God's going to raise up anointed others to take the thing that he's given me and they're going to bring. You think I care about that? I don't care nothing about that. Long as it get done. Long as it gets done. Look what First Chronicles 28 3 through 6 says but God said unto me thou shalt not build an house for my name because thou hast been a man of war he's talking to David he says, you too much blood and has shed blood you can't build the temple david because you, you you've killed too many people howbeit the lord god of israel chose me before all the house of my father to be king over israel forever for he had chosen judah to be the ruler And of the house of Judah, the house of my father, and among the sons of my father, he liked me to make me king over all Israel. And of all my sons, for the Lord hath given me many sons. He hath chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said unto me, Solomon, thy son, he shall build my house and my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. David said, when you read the full story, David said, well, since I can't build it. You say, I can't build it, God. No, you can't build it. You killed too many people. Well, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all of the material there. I'm going to provide all of the money. So Solomon will have everything he needs to advance the vision. I don't care that I ain't the one doing it. That's a king consciousness. That's a royal consciousness. Kings are only focused on advancement. So now I pray that you have understood and heard my heart. And that something is shifting and that your mind, you know, is being renewed, that your life may be transformed. Because my brother, my sister, you are royalty. Walk like it. Talk like it. Think like it, move like it, because this is who you are. God bless you. I love you.
0: We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you are there, you may join our mail-in list and receive a free download of The Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blakes Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.